You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle Podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Choose Your Struggle Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Schiffman. On this show, I interview people with lived and learned experiences on the subjects of mental health, substance misuse and recovery, and drug use and policy. But occasionally we talk about other topics as well. Today's guest is an autism advocate and the founder of Phenomenally Autistic, Ayana Davis. But first, Kid Mental, let's go. Things ain't always gonna go our way, but you can always win when you choose your struggle. And some battles will be yesterday, but today is for a new beginning. Choose your struggle, and don't worry about what they say, but you can always win when you choose your struggle. And you can bounce back, just as Come on in, listen to just struggle. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. I'm your host, Jay Schiffman. It's great to be with you all. A couple of uh, things before we launch into today's episode, the, the the biggest of which, I know I've been harping on this a lot, uh, but <laughs> it, it, it stays at the front of my mind because I am just constantly getting these emails and I'm so appreciative, but thank you. Thank you to everybody who has bought merch. Thank you. The I heart people who use drugs line. I mean, everything. It's on a bunch of different stuff. Ryan did a great job making a design that is universal, uh, has been so popular that we were forced to upload it in another color because people were like, I want it in this. I want it in that. And and with T Public, if you have white lettering, it works with some colors. If you have black lettering, it works with others. And so it was so popular that Ryan hurriedly at like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night one night redid it in, in black so that it could be uploaded in that color as well. And, and it's been flying off shelves. If, if you follow me on Instagram, which you should uh, just search for Jay Schiffman or choose your struggle. You will see me posting about this whenever anyone posts a picture of them wearing my merch and, and tags me, um, which obviously for Instagram reasons you have to do for me to share it. Um, I will I will share it, and that's been a lot recently. Um, if you don't tag me and someone like you know points me to it, which happens on occasion as well, I will of course ask you if I can share it. But you know just just tag me. So check out the Instagram pics. Um, if, if you are going to my Instagram and what I don't know what those folders are called under your name. Uh, my, my team is probably going to be laughing at me, but I don't. Um, there's one that says CYS. Click on that. You'll see all the merch, all the different stuff that I, I post about the, the company and all that kind of stuff. So check that out um, and keep buying merch. You can find the link in the show notes, uh, of course. Uh, or or go to the website jshiffman.com and go to the, the shop page. So uh, that's amazing. Thank you to everybody who's bought merch. Uh, the other big thing is we only have three more weeks of this show this season after after this episode. Um, the, the season finale will be the first week of November with a person that I really admire. Uh, as you know, I like to finish the season with like, you know, an all-star guest. I did it last year with Janelle Vitale. Um, and this year, I'm doing it with a woman who is not exactly a household name yet, as she should be, she will be soon, uh, but in the recovery community, she is a rock star, my, uh, specifically Ryan, I was going to say my team, but really, Ryan has worked very hard to get this guest 
uh, and I'm very excited. I'm chatting with her. By the time you hear this, the interview will be over, but I'm, I'm recording this on Wednesday, and um, we're chatting tomorrow. I'm very excited to meet her. Uh, really, really a big fan. Uh, and her name is Nazinga Harrison, really fantastic host of In Recovery, a podcast that I love, uh, a, a well-known, um, empathetic person in this space. So so very excited for that. Uh, we also have two more episodes, two more interviews before hers drops. Uh, and, and with that, of course, comes a couple of Monday episodes. So with those... I'll talk about this more on Monday. Um, this Monday is a bit of a clip show. Yes, like a sitcom that has run out of ideas, I am doing a bit of a clip show. Not really. It's more of a replay, but I, I, I'm laughing myself thinking of it as a clip show. Um, the Monday after that will be sort of all that's coming up on uh, Choose Your Struggle, everything we're working on, everything that you can be excited about. And the final Monday will be a bit of a season recap. So uh, that's the rest of the season, three more weeks. And um, I, I am excited for the season to, to, to get to break. I have so much going on. Uh, it'll be a good chance to stop, recharge, and then relaunch this, this show for season three uh, early next year. Now, today's episode is with a really, really interesting guest. I found her on podcastguest.com. Um, I was specifically searching for this topic, and that topic is autism. Uh she is the founder of Phenomenally Autistic. She is an autistic advocate, also an incredible artist. You'll hear her talk about that. She does so many different things, but she is really well known for her advocacy around autism. Um, I profess this is not a subject I know a lot about. Um, of course, I know people with autism, but but it is not. I've, I've never had this sort of a conversation uh, as I did t with today's guest, Ayana Davis, or, or Yanni, as you'll hear her, her say. Um, and I appreciated her willingness to to answer questions. Some of them, um, now, you know, obviously I do this in a way that is empathetic, and, and and I'm not like, please speak for all you know people with autism. But she is just such a wealth of knowledge uh, about the autistic community, um, and, and was very vulnerable in sharing what it's like living uh, with autism in a world that does not readily accept people who are in any way different. So I really appreciated her vulnerability. One quick note, I haven't said this in weeks. Uh, so, so, you know, to, to those of you who, you know, whether you're doing a, a drinking game or, or whatever it is, every time I mention the sound quality, uh, this is your first one in, in a couple of weeks. Um, Ayana and, and I had trouble getting onto the recording uh, platform. Uh, it wasn't letting her in for some reason because of a glitch with her camera. Uh, which is weird because we don't, we don't even use the camera, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, so we ended up using Zoom and, and you hear it. It sounds different than, in, than interviews have recently because I'm on Zoom. Um, but that's okay. It, she's, she still is very clear. It just, you know, you'll notice a, a difference in sound. Uh, without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast with my incredible guest, phenomenally autistic, Ayana Davis. A quick shout out to my Patreon supporters. I am so grateful for your support and your love. Y'all have been with me since almost the beginning, and so much of this podcast could not be done without you. Almost to a person, they've all told me that they didn't join for the perks, although there are some pretty fantastic perks, but they've all joined just to support the show, and it really means so much to me. Now, if you join, you are going to get some stuff in return. You'll get sneak peeks, extra content, and the chance to interact with me on a second level. It's really a great way 
to show support if you love this show. So go ahead and check it out today. Go to patreon.com slash choose your struggle. The lowest tier is only $3.40 a month. And there's multiple tiers after that. There's something for everybody. So truly, I truly mean this. Thank you to all of my Patreon supporters. And if you've been waiting to sign up, well, now's a great time. So head on over to Patreon and show a little bit of love. Choose your struggle. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and review or check out the review link in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Ayana Davis, but most people know me as Phenomenally Autistic, and I am an autism advocate and artist, and I speak up about autism because I feel that Black and Latinas are underrepresented in the community as far as support goes. Well, I am so honored that you've decided to join me on the show today, Ayana. It's really fantastic to, to chat with you. My entire team, we were very excited when we read your bio and kind of what you're up to. But before Thank we you. get in- of course. Before we get into your work, we on this show always start with storytelling because we want people to understand, you know, who are they listening to? Who are they meeting? And so if you wouldn't mind telling the three to five minute version, just so we understand how we got here and who is Ayana Davis? Okay. Um, Ayana Davis. Um, most people that know me call me Yanni. That's like my nickname. Like sometimes we like people be like Ayana and I won't answer them and then they're like what the fuck is wrong with her and I'm just like oh I'm sorry I'm used to people calling me Yanni but so I'm Yanni and um, I and um, an uh, African American woman living with autism um, I was late diagnosed I was diagnosed as an adult you know I'm a full blown millennial and my whole life people were always like what's wrong with her what's wrong with her I would sit in the corner and draw and I wouldn't speak to people even when spoken to and you know my parents they were just like leave her alone she's a creative there's nothing wrong with her and I totally see how it went overlooked because I did draw a lot and you know us artists people are like oh they're just eccentric so you know that was that and I, I always had communication issues that's very common with people with autism so art was always my go-to um, I started doing uh, art shows when I was seven years old and then um, I did plays as a child and I actually became a dance teacher at a very young age um, like I said art was always my go-to so I was always in some form of art um, I worked with a theater company and then eventually I kind of set the performing arts aside to get it back into uh, my drawing. And that's when the book illustrations came in. Um, and, um, you know, a few years ago, I had just like a really rough patch and then I had got ill and I was in the hospital and I wasn't connecting with my doctors. And I know they were like, what the fuck, what the fuck is wrong with her? But, you know, they, they're not allowed to say that. And um, so they brought in like a, a a medical uh, mental health team to like evaluate me and you know they just said have you ever heard that you may be on the spectrum and I said yes and they were like all right well you know you know this is what we're finding and I'm gonna get back to the the yes part because when I was in regular therapy um my therapist um he was white you know I'm not racist but I think that he was because he was like it sounds like you're on the spectrum and then he's like 
okay, so what are you going to have for dinner tomorrow? And I'm like, well, what the fuck? You're saying I'm on a spectrum, but you're not going to do anything to help me? And I'm like, okay, so like really like when white people are diagnosed, the fucking red carpet is rolled out for them. So, but that's not the story with Blacks and Latinas because it's just like, you know, they just throw you your diagnosis and really then just throw you away. And that's kind of what happened. So then, you know, I just started doing my own research and that's when I got online, joined some autism communities and just started to like speak up for myself and the things I was feeling, um, how I feel about the way black autistic people are treated, our children are even diagnosed three years later than their white counterparts when they are diagnosed, if they're ever even given a diagnosis. So that that brings us up to the current date. <laughs> well, thank you for that that uh, story. I um, you know, I think I, uh, the first thing I want to focus on that you you put right front and center, which I love and I appreciate, is that when we talk about a lot of these subjects, as you know, my my show is mental health, substance misuse and recovery, and drug use and policy. We sort of only focus on the initial stigma of that topic. But as you just so perfectly laid out, there are so many people who deal with a second or third or fourth le level of stigma on some of these issues and, and topics because of just who they are. And you as a black woman trying to deal with, with this topic that a lot of people either shy away from talking about when it comes to autism or just don't know how to talk about it at all, you have that second level of stigma and I really appreciate you calling that out has that been difficult for you as you've tried to help have people have these conversations with you is that something that you've had to work hard to overcome um like when I first got my diagnosis I really didn't tell anybody like I told like my my, my friends which I, you know I don't have a lot of friends um with, with my communication issues I just can't deal with any bullshit and um so I, I told my close friends, you know, they were like, well, that's fine, you know, they, but they admitted it. They were like, you know, we just you knew you were an artist and we know that artists are eccentric. But as far as like, um, you know, you get on social media and you post stuff, I really didn't say anything for like five years, like really say, you know, I'm autistic because I always saw people like sharing memes and making jokes and like, look at this person must be autistic and I'm just like you know that's kind of fucked up so just I just think that one day I just um you know I, I was I had enough courage to you know say you know I'm autistic I'm not only autistic I'm phenomenally fucking autistic <laughs> so um it, it took a lot and it was like a challenge um because I always hid behind my art and this was something that I can't hide behind so um, having like the double stigmas, it is hard because even like with like my depression and anxiety that I've been through, um, I've had a few suicide attempts as well. And I was just like the freak after like all of these things happen, you know, cause black people don't kill themselves. Black people don't need therapy, go to church. And no, um, yes, I love God, but some things you need a human connection to help you with somebody you can like confide in even though yes we can confide in God but like you know everything is well black people sometimes is always like um just go to church and sometimes that can be harmful because you know sometimes you need a you need medication and yes God is going to help you keep that medication in your body but sometimes you need some extra help 
So on that, uh, first off, applause to you for for continuing to speak up, speak your truth, and refusing to shy away. I, I think that's incredibly admirable. Now that you have spoken up, I've had past guests on the show talk specifically about the subject you were just mentioning, that they think it's as uh, people of color, it's harder for them to talk about their mental health because of that response of, oh, go to church and, you know, pray about it. How has the reception been, uh, you know, since you have started being living so openly? Have there been people that have, you know, kind of said, thank you, you know, I'm here with that? or, Or have you had to fight through a lot of that BS? Um, I've had more positive than negative as far as the people who matter. Um, of course, online, you have the ignorant ass trolls and they're like, oh, you know, they like to use the R word retard. I I fucking hate that word because honestly, like some people with autism have higher, uh, people who are autistic have higher IQs than neurotypical people. So I'm like, you know, y'all calling us stupid and dumb and like, retarded and everything but what's your IQ so I'm just like um but I always like will choose to look at the good more than look at the bad so I've had a very positive response um I've spoken to some parents who say you know you give me hope for my child because you're like you're out here living so um that's that's something that always warms my heart to hear because you know, I was told at a very young age, you know, you're not going to amount to anything in life. You're not going to amount to much in life. But I like an authority figure, like like a like a teacher figure. So when I hear people like that say that I give them hope for their children, I'm like, can we go find this bitch so I, she, she can just see how I'm living right now? But yeah, like um, I'm I'm always going to choose the positive over the negative. Sometimes it's hard to not like just curse somebody the fuck out, but um, I, I think it's easier for me to take the higher route and, um, you know, just just look at the the bigger picture of what we're all dealing with here. I, I love that. Appreciate that so much. So sort of on that, you know, autism is a subject that has been getting much more focused as, you know, you and I are the same generation as we've grown up. Uh, and there is a lot of misunderstanding, but I think we're moving towards a direction where more people are being diagnosed and, and, and sort of being uh, seen as as people beyond that diagnosis. From your life, you know, tell, do you agree with my assessment? Do you think we're moving in the right direction? Uh, how have you felt um, about that progress? I feel like, um, yes, more attention is being brought to autism but their focus is still like white autistic boys even white autistic girls get overlooked because as women we have better masking skills and autism masking is just basically when you're it's what it is you're putting on a mask to appear more normal and girls have better masking skills than boys so still the main focus of autism is always like you know a little white boy with blonde eyes because that's who they want to get the empathy they're not going to put a black woman as the face of autism because black women don't they never get any grace they never get any empathy so um i i see like them trying but they need to try a little harder one because there are all of these autism studies being done but they don't involve all autistic people how the fuck is that going to work if y'all not even talking to us and you're not you're not in our brains so you don't understand how our brains are wired you have like 30 year old research that you're comparing it to we just need to really just like speak to there are so i've met so many autistic people online 
um the white people they they like oh my god I, I never looked at it that way when I tell them that you know black women are the forgotten community within the autism community even in the autism community I have to be like um hey hello I'm here too I do understand but you do have it a little easier so they're trying but they need to try a little bit harder faster quicker so I, I love the term you used of masking that's such an important point to hit home what would a what would a scenario look like? What would a world look like where you know that, that that would make it so that people with autism, people living with autism, don't feel they have to mask? What what would that look like? Um, you know, because like people stare and then they say things. Mm. Like I think if people just learn to um, look past the outer and get to know a person, things will be better. Um, because you don't like. People are always like, oh, you don't look autistic. Okay. And I always say this, what the fuck am I supposed to look like? <laughs> so it, it's just like, and, and it, it's always like the same thing going back to that. Like, you don't look autistic. And I didn't know black people had autism or get autism. And um, you got autis autism from a vaccine. And I'm like, first of all, there is no scientific proof that vaccines cause autism. So I'm just kind of sick of hearing that too, because even now, like I'll get on Twitter and they'll be talking about the vaccines and the um, people who are against the COVID vaccine, they'll be like, oh, I'm not getting that vaccine. Then I can get autism. And I'm just like, don't you know that you're born autistic, you <laughs> asshole? But I'm just like, all right, whatever. You know, sometimes I respond. Sometimes, you know, I don't like ever like attack a person um, because I actually feel sorry for them for being so ignorant. So I never really attack. I just state the facts and educate them. And then I move on. If they say anything smart, I just block them. So I, I love so much that you are such a, a vocal and um, uh, courageous and out there advocate because every, every topic needs that. But when it comes to autism, you're right. This has become a subject that people talk about, but not talk to people. So, yeah. so why is it, do you think that, that there are so few people like you who are advocates for people with autism? Um, I, I think that um, it, it, since it's so stigmatized and, you know, as Black women, you know, we are the most disrespected, you know, <laughs> you know the quote. So it's just like um, you have to really have tough skin and like a few internet trolls saying stuff to me. It, it, it like honestly is it, nothing to me because I've been through a lot I've seen a lot I've survived a lot so you you do have to have tough skin and you know um a lot comes with the territory you have to be committed for to a cause there's nothing worse than like thinking you found somebody committed to a cause only for them to lose interest in a few months and then you're like okay well you know I was coming to your page to see this and you disappeared so um you you definitely have to have tough skin you have to be committed i'm committed because this is my life and this is what i'm living and you know i just chose to sh start sharing it well before we get into what all of your work looks like let's pause real quick and if you wouldn't mind shouting out where people can find you online follow you and support you that would be great 
okay, you can, me, Ayana, Phenomenally Autistic. You can find me on Instagram, Phenomenally Autistic. Twitter, Phenomenally Autistic. TikTok, Phenomenally Autistic. Facebook, Phenomenally Autistic. YouTube, Phenomenally Autistic. I'm sure I sound like a broken record, but it's Phenomenally <laughs> Autistic across all social media. The Choose Your Struggle podcast has been so lucky to have numerous truly change-making authors on this show. From Adi Jaffe to Emily Dufton, we have been blessed by hearing them speak, and now it's time to grab their works. Now, you could go to Amazon if you wanted to shop online, but let's be honest, that's not the right choice. So I'm going to invite you to head over to my partner, Bookshop. If you go to bookshop.org slash shop slash CYS, again, that's bookshop.org slash shop slash CYS, you're going to find all of your favorite books and you're going to support the podcast in the process. But that's not even the best part. Bookshop has an incredible program that allows you to select your favorite mom and pop or neighborhood bookstore and they will give them some of the proceeds from your order. Now, living here in Philly, that's been a really hard choice because we have fantastic bookstores all over, but I selected Harriet, which is a truly wonderful black-owned bookstore in Northern Philly. I love it. My wife loves it. We go there as much as we can. Honestly, why would you go anywhere else? So again, go check out Bookshop at bookshop.org shop CYS. You're going to find the book you're looking for. You're going to support your neighborhood bookstore, and you're going to support the podcast in the process. So check it out today and go ahead and buy that book you've been waiting for. Find me on social media. Check the link in the show notes or search for me, Jay Schiffman, on YouTube and LinkedIn, and choose your struggle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You, as you've sort of said on your on your intro, beyond the advocacy work you do, you are known for like four different things, right? <laughs> how how did this get started? You know, you, you I'm thinking specifically the illustration, and you know, the listeners can't can't see it what I can see right now, but the incredible design and all the incredible color <laughs> that you you have. Was this, I know you said you were an artist from a young age, but you know, a lot of people are artists at young age that don't find that success that you did. How did that all come about? Um, well, you know, I started doing art shows when I was seven years old. I think it's just because like I do it from my heart and um, it's, it's really like my survival, like I survive off, off art. That's where I thrive. Um, that's where I most easily communicate like if I don't have the words I know I can draw a picture like some days I may just not have the words because I'm mentally exhausted but some days I may be having a nonverbal episode and physically not be able to speak so but I know I can sit my ass down and draw a picture so it's always been my go-to it's always been my survival um people started when people started reaching out to me to do books like I was with a publisher and um, I did a, actually did a calendar first with this publisher, and then we did a book to match the calendar. So that's where that started. And then once people saw my calendar and my book, they started reaching out to me to do books for them. And, um, you know, I actually illustrated more books than listed, but, you know, with everything, with um, a lot of things, sometimes things just don't work out. So while I've illustrated more, um, that's how many are published. So if, if somebody is listening and, and 
you know, uh, they are, are like, wow, this is so cool. Like, uh, how can somebody, what would you say to somebody who wants to do, you know, lead this creative life that you're, you are leading, how can they follow the, the Ayana day on a path to, 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 to get this success? Um, I would say just be yourself. Um, people know authenticity and gravitate toward it. Um, because that's what people like say to me most. They're like, I love your transparent transparency. And I always tell them that that's the only way that I can like fully tell the story for it to make sense. I have to be completely honest. Um, if I leave out details, the story won't make sense. So like for me, like that, like with my communication issues and um, sometimes, you know, things don't always connect, just being completely fucking honest, it, it just works for me. I, I, that's great advice. Uh, so, so what's coming, what's coming next? I mean, talk, talk us through all the different projects you're working on right now. Um, I, this year, I'm actually going to be a part of a documentary about autistic adults, um, which is coming out in 2022. And that's going to be a great year for everybody, by the way, because 222 is an angel number. So, um, you know, everybody, you know, happy, early, great, amazing new year (laughs) that you're going to have. And um, I am working on a few new illustration projects. Um, Some authors have reached out to me. Um, I know for sure I'm doing two of them, but there are a few that I'm still debating if I want to do them. Um, You know, you have to be really careful of who you work with um, because, you know, sometimes people will, you'll do something for someone and they won't even acknowledge you. So um, I'm very cautious of who I work with. Um, I've been asked to come back and be a dance teacher, but I, I, I don't know if my body can physically handle it because I do have, uh, I have three autoimmune diseases and then I also have seizures, but it's very possible that I will be getting back into dance, you know, if my body allows me to. And, um, I have a book coming out. It, it's supposed to be out already, but my autistic brain keeps changing shit. So that's why it's not out yet, but I have a book that i authored and illustrated um it'll be out soon um maybe a month or maybe right before christmas and um there's a book currently out that i'm promoting called my melanin the author is renita pagan she's she's an amazing young afro-latina woman um just out here pushing self-esteem and self-love into our young girls so i'm very excited about that um i was cast in a short film uh, which will be out next year in 2022 because, you know, people, I started in theater. So um, I'm kind of getting back into that, but I don't, I kind of don't have time for it, but, but <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I am going to do this one and um, you know, things and new opportunities come every day. Um, I don't say yes to everything um, because you can't work with everybody. I can't work with everybody. Energy is everything to me. If you don't have good energy, I cannot be around you. Like I will literally feel like I'm going to pass the fuck out. So, um, you know, I'm just, um, I am prioritizing my health. So, um, like even like I do draw every day because I do art therapy, but I don't draw as much as I used to, or, or as I did at one point only because I'm not physically able to, or because, um, you know, sometimes I don't have a steady hand. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to prioritize my health. 
So let's let's talk about the the advocacy for a second. Is is there a strong autistic community or or is that still not uh, as strong as it should be? Um, my biggest platform is actually TikTok. I've met a lot of autistic people on there. Um, I've met a lot of um, undiagnosed people on there, but you know they're they're self-diagnosed and self-diagnosis counts too. You know you know your body and Sometimes it's harder to get a, a diagnosis when you're an adult. Um, so I met a lot of autistic people on TikTok. Um, some of them, our views are the same. Some of them, our views are different. I respect their views. Um, there's also a fight within the autism community that really bothers me. It's like um, some people are, um, if you don't wear red to represent autism, you don't support autism. Um, and they'd really be fighting and arguing about that shit. And I just, I just, just watch. I don't say anything. I don't comment. I respect everybody's views. If you support this organization, that's your business. If you don't, that's also your business. So, um, like, uh, uh, as being a part of the autistic community, I can say that we have work to do ourselves because we can't expect, you know, the higher ups to help us if all we're doing is bickering be between one another like if somebody autistic comes to my page with any type of bullshit I just block them I don't have time for that so um there is a, actually a big autism community because one of the reasons I feel a lot of autistic people are on social media is because sometimes we can't handle the demands of actually physically being around other people it's just easier to look into our phone and you can always check out or log out like it, I mean, you can, but it's rude to just get up and walk away from somebody at dinner, but you can always log out of social media. So um, there are definitely a lot of um, autistic people online. Before we sort of get into the final question, I think one last really major question is, you know, for those of us who, who you're right, don't understand what it's like to, to, to be autistic, what is the most, what is the, the biggest thing we can do to support you? What is the thing you want us all to know? Um, I would like people to know that um, everybody who is autistic is different because it's a spectrum. So, and I'm not for functioning labels, but some people are um, considered high functioning and some people are considered low functioning. And th this is why I don't fucking like uh, functioning levels. Imagine somebody calling you low functioning. Like, how do you think that makes somebody feel? Like somebody may be nonverbal, but that doesn't mean that they're unaware they know you're calling them low functioning. They know you, they think that they're, they're dumb. And so I don't like functioning labels. Another, like, and being labeled high functioning is, is kind of dangerous because it can make you miss out on therapies and services that you might need. You can call somebody high functioning, but you don't know what struggle they had to go to through just to complete a simple task like me i have struggles on a daily basis i don't complain i do my best to push through but everything i i can't complete i just i can't do it well thank you for all of that i really appreciate your your vulnerability and your honesty and before we get into the final questions if you wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind one more time shouting out where people can find you online where they can follow you and support you Yes, Ayana Davis, aka Phenomenally Autistic, Phenomenally Autistic on Instagram, Twitter, Phenomenally Autistic, TikTok, Phenomenally Autistic, YouTube, Phenomenally Autistic, Facebook, Phenomenally Autistic. So across all social media, you can find me at Phenomenally Autistic.
Awesome. Well, we finish with the same two questions every time. The first of which is, what are your self-care habit, habits? Excuse me. What works for Ayana Davis? Um, well, when I wake up, I have a 6 a.m. med dose, but I don't consider that self-care. <laughs> um, so when I wake up, the first thing I do is get in a good meditation. And then after I do my meditation, um, which is very important to me because um, I do a lot of mindfulness meditations and they ground me and um, to avoid having like meltdowns and burn burnouts and shutdowns um, is very important for me to remain mindful because if you can just focus on the current moment and know that you just got to get through this moment and then you know take it moment by moment day by day so that that's that really helps me um, function on a daily basis. And then I write in my gratitude journal, um, whatever you tell the universe you're grateful for, it will give you more of. So I always say this, even if some mornings I'm mentally exhausted, or I'm just having a rough morning, because, you know, being autistic, there doesn't have to be a reason to have a rough morning, you know, and even being neurotypical, there doesn't have to be a reason for you to have a bad morning, you're human. But I found that writing in my gratitude journal, even if it's just, thank you for waking me up, that helps a lot. And I always emphasize the thank you for waking me up because, you know, I've survived over 300 seizures and some people have one and they do not survive. So I do not feel that I don't have the right to be ungrateful. So gratitude is, I'm, I'm big on gratitude. I love that so much. Uh, I also am, and, and I just think that that was such a great message. Thank you for that. Uh, You're welcome. The, <laughs> we always finish with the same question. That is, um, we've now spent the last about 40 minutes hearing why you're amazing. We should all be following your work. But this is your chance to shout out some other people that have had an impact on you. What should we be reading, listening to, watching, whatever you want? Okay. Um what am I reading right now? I'm reading, okay, well, I'll, I'll do books because I'm doing a lot of reading right now. I'm reading Feeding the Soul by Tabitha Brown. I'm reading um, Do You Got Anything Stronger by Gabrielle Union. And I'm reading um, Tarana Burke's new book, which I'm just having like a little brain fog. I can't remember the name of it, but she's the um, founder of the Me Too movement. And I'm reading that. And um, I like to read books of people who have gone through some of the same things in life as me the challenges is me, you know, you, not even autistic, but just, you know, black women struggles or women struggles and things that people do in life. So those are the books that I'm reading, but there are, there are a lot of people who, um, you know, you look to different people for different things. I don't know if that makes sense. So, um, and like people think that like, I'm really social and like, I talk to a lot of people, but I really don't talk to a lot of people. Like I'll, I'll, um, I always try to say thank you, like online and comments and stuff like that. But it's rare that I reach out first because, um, you know, human interaction is kind of scary sometimes, but, um, yeah, those are the books that I'm reading right now. Beautifully done. I'm going to have to check all those out. Ayana, Yanni, thank you so much. This has been absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. Hey, y'all. It's me, your host. I'm sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a fantastic episode of the podcast, but I have to give a quick shout out to my partner, Roadrunner CBD. They have been working with me for a while now, and I just love their products. They have everything from tinctures to muscle gels, and all of them are fantastic. You know, I rub the muscle gel on my legs before I run. 
and they keep me feeling pretty good, which is saying something. So check out Roadrunner today at their website, www.roadrunnercbd.com slash ref, R-E-F slash C-Y-S. Again, that's roadrunnercbd.com slash ref slash C-Y-S. And use the code C-Y-S at checkout to let them know that I sent you and get 10% off. Trust me, you're gonna love this. I've sent some of their products to a couple different people and they've all become repeat customers. So check it out today and don't forget to let them know that Choose Your Struggle sent you. Subscribe to my Patreon for behind the scenes looks at the podcast, sneak peeks, and bonus data. You'll also get a discount on Choose Your Struggle merch. Find it at patreon.com slash choose your struggle. All right, we've come to the end of another episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you to Ayana Davis, who was an incredible wealth of knowledge and uh, so vulnerable. I just I, I, I am so appreciative. Uh, Ayana, thank you. Um, and, and to her team, by the way, thank you for helping us make this possible. Uh, really, really appreciative. So, um, this I'm gonna keep this short. Um, the the first thing to do your good egg. Uh, it's it's very simple this week. Just go give someone a hug. Yes, that simple. I know you're like, wait, we only have a couple weeks left, and you're giving us yes. Uh, I'm tired. I am tired. I've been working as as Lauren just pointed out to me the other day. Um, I have not not put out a podcast. I've only taken one week off since January, the end of January of 2020, uh, because even when I wasn't doing interviews during that six week break uh, last season uh, between season one and season two, I was still putting something out and and that takes time to edit and all that. So uh, that's a long time. (laughs) These take a lot of work. And as helpful as Ryan is um, in, in, you know, I do not do this completely alone. I do 90% of this, 95% of this. And I'm tired. I'm very excited to take a break. Um, Obviously, we'll be working on two other podcasts. And and, and I'll be talking more about that in next week's Monday Motivation when I talk about the state of Choose Your Struggle and what's coming up. Um, But I'm tired. (laughs) I'm ready to take a break. So your good egg this week is just to give someone a hug. Uh, If you see me, if you're somebody who lives in Philly, or if you're somebody uh, like, oh, I don't know, Spark Tabor, who's coming to visit in a couple weeks, uh, just give me a hug. That's it. All right. uh, (laughs) Here is your card. We're going to use the Just One Thing card pack uh, with Rick Hansen, or by Rick Hansen. Thank you, Rick. All right, just one thing. Now, as a reminder, these are 52 practices for more happiness, love, and wisdom. Oh, oh, this is perfect. Thank you, Rick. Rest your weary head. (laughs) Do you think too much? All the worrying, planning, obsessing, and analyzing could be tearing you down, not building you up. When the mind is ruminating away like the proverbial hamster on a treadmill, the emotional content is usually negative, hassles, threats, problems, and conflicts. And that's not good for you. Nor is it good for others for for you to be preoccupied, tense, or simply fried. On the other hand, when you rest that busy mind, you stop wearing it out and you start re- refueling and repairing it. So here's a couple ways to rest your weary head. Routinely check in with yourself and ask, what am I thinking about? Is this productive? Do I want to keep thinking about this? Give your mind little breaks. Take a few moments to simply breathe and bring your awareness back to your body. 
bring awareness to the body, whether in, in whether by sensing the breathing or paying attention to movements. Set aside a dozen seconds to allow a few breaths. And those last two were kind of the same thing, but that's okay. Those are those are great tips and, and also a great point that goes perfectly with what I was just saying. Uh, even it's like to to relate this to the podcast. Even when I wasn't directly finding people to interview and blah 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 blah. I was still having to put out episodes and what he is saying here is like, even if you are not, you know, uh, actively thinking, you might be ruminating on things, you might be doing all this stuff in the background. So uh, that's a great tip, rest your head. And, and I mean, it goes right in with the mindfulness that I preach, you know, do a check in, do a do a body exercise or some breathing and take a moment for you. Uh, we're, we're getting to the end of the year here. This is when it is 1000% okay to slow down for a while. And, and I don't mean that isn't like, it's not okay. Other times it's always okay to slow down for a while. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is in our society, we expect people to around this season. When I worked in the nonprofit industry, it was sort of just industry knowledge that like our year ended at Thanksgiving. You know, yes, we did a couple of things in December and we made sure our big gifts that were supposed to come in were still coming in, but people expected us to just be done and a lot of places closed for a while and, and you know when I took a big trip to uh to Cape Town and and, and other places around um low the sub-Saharan Africa I did it during this period because people won't expect you to be present so take some time relax take some time for you slow down a little bit and rest your weary head but most importantly as always be vulnerable show your empathy spread your love and choose your struggle <laughs>